Welcome to Film Study, an all-American podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi, as you all know. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all those things. I have Kat back on the podcast. Hi! We love having all of the... We love having all of the major Jordala episodes. Let's just... I mean, sign me up for every single one and I'll be here. What can I say? So glad you're here. So glad you're here. Uh, yeah, let's let's hop into it. Let's do it. What did you think overall about the episode? Um, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, it's it's really. I think that this episode is really. It's really hard to kind of think of anything but the Jordala storyline for me just because it was so strong yeah. like for so many reasons that I'm sure we'll talk about but I also really like this Bolivia mm-hmm. stuff um I really like watching them navigate their relationship in this this unbelievably healthy way like there's bumps in the road but they just they figure yeah. it out like a mature couple should and um you know no Asher which was uh, fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, but I, you know what? I actually, I miss JJ more than I miss really? Asher when they're both missing. Just because JJ has, yeah, JJ has just um, become this, like, I don't know. Just, I love his comedy. I just think he's such a light. It's just good. It's just funny the, what he brings out in everybody. So I kind of missed him. But other than that, and I also think we might be getting a queer storyline with him soon. So I'm kind of, like, looking forward to that and see, and, like, seeing what they do with it. But... Yeah, overall, I really liked it. Yeah, same. What's uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, I don't but remember. Tudor guy. Tudor guy. <laughs> we know who it is. Yeah. But I, I think they might be... I feel like this might be a queer storyline for no, him. No, I know. I, I, I mean, it. like, I am all in Me on too. that. So, um, yeah. Because, I mean, there, there hasn't been a queer storyline with any males on the show. I don't think if i'm remembering no, cl- correctly there right hasn't, yeah. it's just you know so it yeah so it would be great to to see that and it would give jj something that's you know more than just comedic relief not that we need him to be much more right. but it would still be interesting right. and i think yeah building up something as opposed to dropping bits and pieces there that like don't really line up with the rest of what they've given him i think is good because i feel like whatever they do give jj storylines it's always really random <laughs> just like they just drop drop a ton of drama on him but it's where agreed no agreed <laughs> agreed um but no i agree i think it was a good episode i am actually happy that i've had a couple days to like sit on it because <laughs> like if i process, <laughs> process it, it like, if i had done this uh two days ago i would have been like much more, uh, much less balanced. Much, we'll see how balanced I am tonight anyway, but like, <laughs> much, it would have been much worse. It would have been much worse. Um, but getting into it, uh, this is just really, <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> this is just really random. But I love that they've been giving us like these beach intros, like off the bat, like just showing the beach, uh, the beaches of California because I don't know, sometimes I forget they're in California and it's just cool to me. <laughs> so I made a note of that. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like the beach houses, it's all very like 90210 vibes to me and I'm just here for it. Right. Right. Very, very 90210. Very 90210. Um, let's get, I just want to, 
get this get this out of the way. Billy balancing his schedule, struggling, missing breakfast. Uh, Preach tells him to like prioritize things. Preach m- mentions that he still has his hands in many things, many side hustles. And we were like, Preach, are you still dealing still dealing drugs? Like as a <laughs> what's as going a on? Yeah. What are we not like, seeing I don't, here? Coop doesn't have a career anymore, so you're not managing her merchandise. What's happening? That's true. Yeah, you're not managing her. So what's what's happening? Yeah. You're still a dad, but I'm I'm okay with taking a break from that whole oh, story. We're lines. more than okay. We're more than okay. But yeah, he was yeah. trying to give Billy some advice, uh, and um, yeah, but just Billy was just like, I'm very hands on, so I can't do it, and ended up missing missing dinner that he had set with Laura uh, before and missed the dinner, came late to the dinner and realized that he needed to balance his schedule better. So he, he was like, I'm going to give up coaching morning workouts. And he made a nice little breakfast for Laura. That was their story. I felt like it was a nice little side thing that didn't take up too much time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, it was definitely just there for like, let's give them something to do in this episode because uh we have them signed for this many episodes and they need to be in it for some you know and be doing something Bring out the but contract talks. Nice, you know like it didn't over <laughs> it didn't like overwhelm the narrative or anything and it was sweet and I actually really liked um seeing Olivia sort of put Billy in her place because I think like when we're teenagers and we start to grow up and we go off to college or whatever else we may do um past high school we become like we're always kids to our parents but we we still become adults and our relationship with our family changes I think and it's interesting to watch that dynamic shift and like see see how all the kids kind of talk to the parents and the the older generation I think we see that with Spencer too and and Grace no agree agree and we just haven't gotten um Liv talking to Laura like at all this season so whenever those two are on my screen and they get to have nice moments that was really nice to see to see that to see that dynamic explored and to see um to see Liv you know actually have a say so in her parents because I don't we also haven't gotten like the baker talking about their family dynamics since season two yeah I agree yeah absolutely and I also agree I I really love Liv and Laura I just that's such a nice mother-daughter dynamic so the more of more of that the better um skipping to the 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 teens though patience and coop patience and coop um patience and coop (laughs) it um so it it, i'm here's the thing i I'm very like interested to see where this story is going because you know as me as an audience member it's frustrated me to see patients sort of like holding on after they've broken up because you, we knew that she wanted to be uh to break up with Coop for like so long and this has been like a dragged out thing and so to see her like holding on like this and jealous is just very odd but then I was just like you know what they've been together for a while they've been together for a while they live together yes I took yeah (laughs) and so it's probably just weird and they're just having a hard time letting go 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think if you've been together for that long and you also still live together and you're trying to become friends, like watching your partner move on with someone else or or whatever it may be, it's going to be weird and awkward. So like I completely understand like where she's she's coming from. I just hope it isn't trying to turn back to a oh they're going to end up getting back together because they realize, you know, being apart is terrible or something because I genuinely feel like they need to break up. Um, I'm not saying that they can't get back together down the road, but like that should be way, way down the road, like because it needed to be over. So I just hope that because I don't think like her and Sabine are anything. I think it's just Coop thinks that maybe they are. So she's going to hook up with this new girl and then Patience is going to find out and it's going to be a whole thing. And I hope it just doesn't lead back to them like reconciling immediately. Right, right. Well, and to like get into that is that like Sabine came over to the house and Patience was fangirling over her. At the same time, Skye, who's Marita's granddaughter, came over because Coop left her charger in quotation marks and uh yeah so patience be sky for the first time not a fan was calling her strange strange name strange girl all of that stuff uh Coop referred to 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 patience as her roommate which you know she is it's fair it's fair uh but I don't it was just very interesting so anyway Sky ends up being invited by Layla. Sky and her 2.5 million followers end up being invited by Layla to Patience's release party. And it, again, it's this whole weird back and forth thing between like Coop watching uh, Patience and Sabine, uh, and Patience watching Coop and uh, Coop and uh, Sky, uh, and just them making each other jealous. One thing that I didn't get though was. Coop absolutely knew Skye was flirting with her, so why was she trying to pretend like she didn't know? Because when she talked to Skye, she was literally like, oh, you know, you didn't have to, tra- you d- couldn't come up with a better excuse other than to charge her? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, either lying to, I mean, covering it up or maybe, I don't know, sometimes we lie to ourselves? I don't know. I'm not totally sure, like, where her mindset is. I don't even know if she like sky i don't i feel like she's making moves out of uh confusion and maybe jealousy yeah Yeah. and both of them are like patience kissing sabine out of nowhere what (laughs) question mark i know i don't i don't know i don't think that's gonna end well it's definitely not gonna end well it was a reaction to coop leaving with Sky and I'm just interested to see what it says. And even um, what is it? Uh, Spencer made that made that joke to live about. Um, you know, I don't want to be a Charles because these Crenshaw women. <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying. Like I want them to actually move on and not have them moving on just be like plot devices for them getting back together. Yeah. You know what I mean? A like, thousand percent. Great. I want to see them actually fall for yes! new people. You know? Yes. Honestly. Honestly. And that's the thing. It's just been too soon. And the fact that, pay, uh, what was it? Like, I don't know. They've just showed patience specifically just being very, um, just n- basically acting like she doesn't want the breakup and I'm very confused by that and it's only been they've only been broken up for like an episode I'm just I'm just confused all the way around 
and I just need patience to stand up. Me too, because, like, does she not remember? Like, their relationship was it a was. mess. <laughs> it was. Stand up, patience. Stand up! Stand up! <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that. Throughout. Stand up! <laughs> throughout this podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that'll be interesting, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, when we get to predictions. Um... Spencer and this brand. So he's working on his brand. Um, it's, I love the little, uh, starting with Spencer and Olivia and them sort of doing their, their separate things and Spencer coming after working for 53 minutes, not an hour, uh, on the, like the, the words that describe Spencer, Spencer James, uh, and him really just coming to live and like asking her for help and him, her being like, I always think you're hot. Like, I don't, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask because I think you're great. And just them having these little cute, cute moments and her telling him that he's special. I love that. Um, and him blushing a little bit. We just, we just love uh, Spolivia as a couple and just seeing them continue to grow and continue to be, be, it's insane to say, but be more and more comfortable around each other. Yeah, I agree. I think that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes when a couple gets together after a very long buildup, the payoff can sometimes be a letdown, whether that be the chemistry isn't what it was or the story isn't what it you thought it would be. But with uh, Spencer and Olivia, I, I feel like it's just playing out perfectly. I think that they're giving them their quote unquote domestic era <laughs> in um, like the perfect way possible. And we, we are seeing them grow and they really take their time and they make space every episode to make sure that these characters have moments yeah. together no matter what the individual arc is. And I think that that's just um, really thoughtful on the writer's part. And the chemistry is definitely still there. And I just love, it's just like you're just adding on. You're just seeing a new aspect of their relationship. It, it didn't take away, it didn't take away anything. Yeah, everything is just, um, even the more angsty moments are really great. I love that they don't agree on some things, but it's not, they're not letting it get in the way of their relationship. Not to say that they won't, <laughs> the but right now, you know, they're working yes, at it. right now they're working at it. That's yeah. perfect. Um, and like as to, to I do you actually said it in a perfect way because I think the same I think that the writers have taken a lot of attention to detail and a lot of care to make sure that they are getting Spencer and Olivia's relationship right because it was such a such a long wait so I appreciate that they've you know e even small little details like I know something last season that as a fan of theirs and I, I know some other fans right felt the same way as we were like we didn't even get to see the summer like we didn't get to see like this build up before Vegas and we know what they've been in season one and season two but we didn't get to see like their close moments and so even them in the first half of the season giving us those like movie nights that they had and then watching trashy tv and you know it, I I just really appreciate like the the care that the writers have taken um, force Bolivia and again still letting them do their individual thing this time Spencer uh, was helping Grace uh, with Dylan uh, because he was getting into attention for writing a comic book and XYZ and uh, Dylan number one pff, is that even Dylan he's a grown man goodbye <laughs> It's wild. Like, puberty has set in. His voice is, like, 18 octaves lower than it used to be. When he was, when he was like, sitting back on the couch, I was like, who is this man? Like, what is this? 
what is this? Um, I know. He went off to film that movie and came back a whole different back. person. Yeah. Yeah. Booked and busy. Jalen is booked and busy. Um, and so it, it, it was really interesting to see this, this dynamic with Dylan because he is like barely on our screens. Like we get him once every six episodes or something like that. Um, so it was nice to hear what's been going on uh, in his world. Uh, Spencer tries to talk to him, gets their favorite barbecue. Um, uh, but he, like, doesn't want to talk about it. Something that I laughed about is Spencer being like, oh, we can go to the park. I'm like, no middle schooler wants to go to the park. It's like the last thing you want to do when you're, like, 14, 15 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, this is not season three when he was playing, tossing around the football with you. Like, let's, let's, uh, writers, let's find another way for them to hang out. Maybe say, like, let's play video games or something. Like, no, let's go to the park. I know. Like, he's eight. Exactly. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was really funny. And, and, and it, Dylan wasn't trying to have it either. He was like, I'm going to go to my room. Like, I'm just going to eat this in my room and keep it, keep it pushing. Um, so Spencer and Coop talk about this, which they're another uh, pairing, not pairing like r- romantically, obviously, but like another pairing that we just have missed seeing the lightness of their relationship. And I thought that this episode brought it back with Spencer trying to talk to Coop about his brand and, you know, her just being like, not everything is about you, Spencer, and her giving him advice about Dylan and just being like, did you just make what I said about Dylan about you? <laughs> And just seeing their banter. I know. I love their relationship. It was, like, one of my favorite things that, like, drew me into the show in the beginning um, when Same. the series started. And it's so good to to have those moments. And I, I would like more, but I'm glad that they don't, you know, like, completely abandon. But it was just so funny this episode to see, like, all this chaos yes. going on around them. And then they're just, like, ignoring. And they were like, it's just another day in the vortex. Literally. You know? and, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just... It's really good, and I love Spencer's look when he turned, like, he was talking to Coop, and then she, like, did a major look, and he looked over and then looked back, and she was talking to Skye, and he was like, okay, I see what you're doing. Like, I don't know, just those little moments uh, between everybody are really good, and the cast really, like, understands how to to play those character dynamics, so it's, it's, I love it. I loved, I loved what he said, being bold and Patience's release party. I do love that line so much. <laughs> um, Where's the lie, though? Right, right. Uh, but one of the things that... Because, I mean, that's actually... Wait, that's a really good point, though. I haven't... E- I didn't even really, like, marinate on that. But when you think about it, like, as much as I respect both of them moving on and each person has completely a right to do whatever they want to do, it mm-hmm. is, like, if you just broke up with someone that you were to get... Like, if I was with somebody for years and then we broke up and then I went to their party and their event, I'm not going to, like, openly flirt and hang out and look like I'm about to, like, you know, hook up with another person. I don't know. That's a little disrespectful. Not a little bit. It is a lot disrespectful. That's why I'm just like, I don't know why Coop was lying. I don't even, I I don't want to get on my Coop right (laughs) But it's just like, I don't (laughs) know why she was lying about, you know, oh, she's like, skies and trying to blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, like, then telling patients, like, <laughs> this was funny, when she was just like, you're not new to this. I was waiting for her. You're true to this, but she didn't say that. <laughs> but, yeah, just, I don't know. Coop knew yeah. what was going on, so I don't know why 
she was acting brand new, basically. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But again, I think that I think that her acting at the end there and actually leaving with Sky is like a direct result of being jealous, seeing Sabine and Patience right. together, like on stage and jumping around and right. flirting or whatever. And there is that like little. Um, there is that little line where Patience thanks Sabine for the guitar and she thanks Layla. Uh, and she didn't. <laughs> and she doesn't thank Coop, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, but why would she thank you, Coop? Like. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Coop, Coop has been annoying me less lately, so let me get my foot off of her neck. <laughs> me too, actually. I don't dislike Coop as much as uh, many. I just feel like they really... She, like, always has to be the, the culprit, you know? Like, she's always yeah. the one making the mistakes. Um, right. So, it's, you know, it's like, let's see her, like, you know do something great for once <laughs> yeah yeah it did i will say and we'll, we're getting to this soon but it did seem like we we again i've been saying this for the past couple of weeks but i'm really starting to see patience's character flaws coming out and they're definitely rounding out uh her character as well on that end but th- that's interesting um but on that on that spencer line so, uh something that coop did tell him was um that you know dylan might feel like he's he's in spencer's shadow um and so he talks again and and dylan throws his like art in the trash and is just like look i don't want to have this conversation go back to your fancy school this this and that um and so just basically after talking with olivia about it and then talking about their their brothers uh and just how much um how much Crenshaw means to him. He he goes to Dylan and he wants King Crenshaw to be his brand logo and uh, really encourages, <laughs> encourages. This has been waiting for this. Your art matters, Dylan. Your art matters. Okay, but here. if you watch One Tree Hill, you <laughs> know why that's a big deal. Because James Lafferty, who starred in One Tree Hill, one of the most famous lines from that show that's in the pilot is, your art matters. matters. It's what got me here. (laughs) It's what got me here. And it's such a good line. So I really, I honestly 100% feel like that was a shout out to One Tree Hill. I can't even conceive it not being considering And Mike and David wrote this episode. But (laughs) it worked for me just because I'm such a fan. Same. Same. Like, I don't know. I, I definitely think that, yeah. I was good with it. I liked it. And I also really like that they're placing an emphasis on, because, you know, sports are so heavily showcased in the show, mm-hmm. which is great. Sports are incredible things for, for young people to get involved in. But there are other paths. And sports have this history of, you know, being top tier, whether it be, right. you know, from the educational viewpoint of schools you know giving more money to sports than they do to like music and art but also just in like actual adolescence you know and I just think that it's nice to see an adolescent teen sort of taking a different route and that being praised by someone who is so deep in the sports world you know it's it just you know shows how complex Spencer's character is and I feel like if this show had been on you know, 10 years ago, uh, Spencer's character probably wouldn't respond in the same way. And, Mm, um, I just, I don't know. I like that. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think even yeah. with... Um, even, even... And we've been talking about the parallels. That's why I love this episode. I just... It's so funny because I was like, I was like, this this episode is gonna be so long in my head because I didn't know how to break it down because I felt like there were so many layers in this episode and it was it was a very dialogue heavy episode. I didn't get my like spiel at the beginning, but I was just like, look, I'm about to be it on my acting tip. Heavy, but no, but like the thing is, like it was dialogue heavy, but and I don't know if this was James Lafferty's expertise of knowing how a teen drama should flow, but like the beats were just like they hit them, yes, so, so yeah, it, well. everything flowed so well, and like just and I I know we're gonna get to the Jordan and Layla, but just like the way that that fight flowed like beat wise um was just like i mean just the way they were snapping back and forth at one i mean it just it all works so well for me i love so incredibly well no he got such good performances out of performances yes each of the actors to give james lafferty his kudos (laughs) yes the king of the teen drama um i think he just knows like what tone needs to be in every scene you know what i mean like okay this is we're laughing here, this is funny, this is serious. And then there are some scenes, and One Tree Hill was, like, known for this, where, like, people might be bickering, but there's still a comedic tone to the scene, and, like, there are a lot of those throughout the episode. It yes. just, there's a lot of range. Like, okay, I'm ranting now, but I, it was just so, really good. I think no, but I literally, I was going to do the same thing, because I was just, like, there's so many, and again, giving, giving, giving J- James his props, and also giving Mike and David and, and the rest of the writers room their props. Because again, I just feel like there were so many layers to this episode that... Oh, for sure. I just don't think that we've quite gotten in a while. It re- really, it was like, it was a very unique episode in tone. Like, it, I, I don't know, it just had a different feel to it. And I definitely recognized that the writer in me was geeking, the actor in me was geeking, and the like audience member in me was geeking. So yeah, it just so many things can't talk about it, uh, can't talk about it enough. And yeah, not to not to all of the creatives behind it. Back to season one. A nice parallel with that too is Spencer also like saying that to Coop like in in season one is you know your your music matters right and you know sports is my way out if you will and that was like the season one theme of the show or whatever sports is my way out way out of the hood um and music is yours um and so bringing that back around and saying like we don't need to leave Crenshaw we can stay here we can build it up and like we can we can build it up with our resources be it Spencer with sports Dylan with art so I like that parallel as well which was really cool yeah so poignant um live in the journalism the nil storyline it's uh it's so funny because i feel like this one is one that the fans are very split on (laughs) and like split on just just wanting it and split on how it should be executed and different things like that but um Liv interviewed Wade about, you know, his NIL deal and why he missed the game. And he calls her a skank. There we go. 2000s writing. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, that Sue Spencer would have been like, maybe not hit that bad, but you know right. what I mean? That's a, That's an early 2000s character right there. Right. Wade is a very early 2000s character. I'm getting the vibes from him. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, he was just like, oh, you just did this interview to make me look bad. Comes at Jordan, um, who he had already came at before, hazing him. 
Um, and it's just like, you know what? Uh, you can bring whoever, your dad, your sister, your drunk uncles, which, casual racist vibes with, with, with the drunk uncles. I don't know. It's just giving a little, little weirdness. Um, but yeah, just commenting on that. It, she saw Billy walking by, etc. Um, and Jordan really, again, part of his story was not being as confident. So he really took that to heart, uh, starts yelling at Liv and says like, can you do something that doesn't involve our family? Which again, is what leads Liv, as we talked about earlier, to go talk to Laura. <laughs> I, again, it was just, like, even when they're talking about deep subjects of what we were talking about, it's finding the different colors. It was a very, like, colorful episode in terms of emotion and finally finding the different colors because they added that uh, bit about Mean Mug Jordan, like, making an appearance, <laughs> which we have never heard before, but it fits so well uh, in that conversation with Liv and Laura. That's the thing, it's like, it's almost like they found a way where they didn't have to kill, like, any of their darlings, you know, like, all these little extra beats fit into an already, you know, pretty jam-packed episode, but it didn't feel overwhelming in any way, like, it just, it really worked, and I think that that, yeah, is a combination between the writing being exceptional for this episode, and then also the directing knowing how to pace an episode so you you have to cut less essentially i would right. assume um but yeah with the nil thing i think that it's creative in the sense that we all know if we watch teen dramas that when they all get to college um things can kind of fall apart real quick because yeah. everybody's kind of off doing their own thing and you don't have that easy way of sort of looping everybody in together and i do think that live taking on this storyline connects a bunch of dots um and extends sort of in a way where a lot of people can be brought in if not now then even down the road more people can become involved so um, I think that that's an, that's an interesting thing to do for the season to, to keep everybody relative, you know? Right, right. And again, just the far-reaching effects because it, it impacts, uh, we saw it impact Jordan in this episode, I'm sure, and we just got like a synopsis for it. It's going to impact Spencer in the future. And, you know, they live with uh, people who are on Asher and JJ who are on another other teams uh, exactly other teams and so yeah I I'm actually appreciating it and I do I again I think it's a really creative way of like you said keeping everybody everybody together and it's been for me it's been interesting interesting thus far um <clears throat> and so she has that talk with Laura uh obviously Jordan brought up the fact about the the releasing the footage last season um and she like talking about oh you got mom fired but Liv was just like I didn't get fired I quit and that like life is full of sacrifices again sort of bouncing off that storyline with her and Billy uh but really just saying that like Jordan's gonna come around he's not gonna be mean mug forever and so Liv was just talking to different people throughout talk to Spencer later about it um at at Patience's release (laughs) I just looked at this and I have to I have to say this because Again, I was just like, Coop, what are you doing? Why? Number one, I was very surprised that Liv was late to the release party. I didn't understand the uh, the purpose of that. But Coop saying, ain't that Liv? As if she doesn't know what she looks like? <laughs> what? The, no, because 
because she was saying that so Spencer would look so she could walk away to Sky without, like, having to explain herself. Like, that was the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm getting that joke. Like, she knew damn well that was Liv. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. It did it for some reason. It did not land. I was just like, what are you doing? But okay, okay. I'm no, yeah, to for real. That was definitely, yeah, no, that was definitely what it was. Yeah, and I just want to say one more thing about this with the whole, like, I think that in this episode, it did really display, like, a lot of growth from Jordan because he, by the end of the episode, he completely understands and accepts um, why Liv is doing what she's doing. He It sort of clicks into place, and I think that high school Jordan, it would have taken him, like, four to five episodes to realize that wade is like a huge douche and like you know what i mean it only took him one episode to be like okay wait i'm a different person now this is ridiculous like i am you know what i mean like things are different now Um, uh, in which his uh his person uh, yeah exactly so i yeah i don't know i like that i like that just audience i'm gonna be unbearable i'm gonna be unbearable No, but I agree. I definitely think that he came around to understanding and has this really nice moment at the end where he says, like, if my sister's coming for you, like, you better watch out. Um, But getting back to that, Spencer and Liv have a conversation about, again, their brothers. Uh, She talks to him about the whole Crenshaw thing and and they they talked a bit about Jordan, but the majority of their conversation was about Liv saying... I didn't tell you about this article because I know that you have a temper and I didn't want you to react. And (laughs) basically her just saying that she's going to be more honest with him. Spencer had his little like, what was it? Which was, which means something something like that. Um, And just them having this cute moment where he was just like, I'm... I'm always going to have your back. And I loved, loved, loved that moment with them. It felt so natural and felt so good. And like you said, they're just a mature couple. So I really appreciated it. Yeah, I agree. Somebody asked me, you know, do you think Liv was wrong for not telling Spencer about the article? And I'm like, I don't think it's a case of right or wrong. I think that it's understandable where she was coming from. She, one, didn't want you know to get him upset she knows that he's involved and she didn't want him to feel like he was put in a bad position and it's understandable like why she would have been hesitant it wasn't like she was trying to lie because she was doing something sneaky it was just it was her thinking that she was being thoughtful in some ways I think and yeah for her to you know realize okay that's not the right way to approach this from now on I just need you know to understand that he's always going to support me even if we don't have the same perspective on something yeah is a really nice mature adorable moment between them you know it's yeah. so i i really like that and her like was it scrunching up his face i love that too just so cute the little forehead kisses so too. cute <clears throat> and you know again moments we've talked about moments of growth for jordan moments of growth for spencer um i think y- y- him really coming to a place where he can be uh supportive and not you know especially when it comes to live like there's been this running joke in the past couple episodes where it's like not everything's about you spencer but when it's comes to live like him actually trying stepping outside of his own perspective and and taking hers um perspective taking we love it uh and so him even like texting her about jordan yeah well that's the thing also like 
I think that it'll be really interesting to see because so much of his arc has been him learning how to not be the hero. Like that's right. literally been like half his story, like yeah. to not always step in. So to see how he handles when he inevitably finds out about Wade and how Wade is treating her and what he called her. And, you know, I'm sure they'll probably have another run in um, or multiple. So I'm really interested to see how um, adult Spencer handles that, because I think that that would get anybody upset if their partner yeah. was being sort of disrespected in that way. So that'll For be sure. really interesting. Yeah. And I was actually going to, I was actually going to ask you about that because, um, it, it was this very interesting thing because I, I've, I've been going back and forth about it is obviously this article is going to blow up. It's going to cause mess. It's going to cause drama, whatever. Um, this idea of Liv being able to handle things herself and this idea of wanting to see people stand up for Liv. And so I was very much on the like, first side i'm like live can i'm a live stand i love live down and so i'm like live can handle herself like spencer doesn't need to uh come to her rescue he doesn't need to like do anything for her but then there's this other half of me that was just like but also like we don't and i've, I've been very vocal about this and i'm like whenever there isn't uh the the women on this show are going through something it just does not seem like they have the same support as like what the men go through. I had to take Jordan's storyline last season. Everybody at the wazoo going to check up on Jordan. Did we get that same thing with Liv in her recovery? No, we did not. And so like, it. I just, that is a critique that I have of the show is that the women are not showed the same support. And so even though it's a, there's a part of me that's like, Liv can absolutely handle this on her own. There's another part that's just like, you know what, but she shouldn't have to. Like, people should come to her defense. People should be there for her. So I just wanted to get your perspective on that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's the interesting twist. I think that, you know, we've seen, you know, Spencer having to learn, okay, I can't always be the hero. And then you have these, you know, strong female characters that, you know, you, you want to be like, they can handle their own stuff. And Spencer has to understand that specifically, right. you know, with his own girlfriend and relationships and, and life, not even with females, but just in general, he's, right. you know, always trying to be the hero for everybody. It doesn't matter who it right. is. Um, it's like stranger on the street, like he's going <laughs> to be the hero. Um, and so like, but the twist is that sometimes in life, we do need people yeah. to back us up, to defend yeah. us, to support us. We and this is this could potentially be one of those situations. Like, yes, as women, can we handle someone calling us a skank? Of course. Like, okay, like f off. You know what I mean? Right. But this is bigger, and it's building, um, like on a larger scale. Like, this isn't just some random guy. This is a guy that has power, influence, privilege in the system. You know, in the system. So, ha I think that people supporting her is important especially because we haven't we didn't see it enough with her recovery yeah. and I don't think they were consistent enough in her recovery storyline at least not in the way they were with like Layla's mental illness like I think they did that really well but I don't think that uh Liv got the same um airtime um yeah. in her uh journey so yeah. anyway but I I do think yeah, there are times where, yeah, you do step in and not be the hero, but, I mean, be there and say yeah. something, you know? So Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that'll be interesting. I agree, and I really am, come, like, really on this, like, 
you know, she shouldn't have to fight this battle on her own, especially because I think that they gave us a little hint, right, at the end when, you know, Spencer's like, oh, what's what's wrong? And it was a sec. The Yard Yak makes its, what is it, third, second appearance, something like that. It's crossing the universe. <laughs> um, but on Yard Yak, he says the thing that calls her skin again. And she's like, oh, it's nothing and brushes off. And so that told me, like, oh, this is going to become a thing. And so I'm like, I do want, and not just Spencer. And that's the thing, like, I want people like I want Layla to come like I want you know other other people that are in her life to come to her defense 100% and I do think I do think we'll see it because again I feel like a lot in the past we have not seen Jordan we always have Baker twin moments but yeah. we don't have them in the same storyline at least like multi-arc storyline yeah. right but this one directly affects Jordan he's directly involved he knows Wade he's been hurt by Wade he's already been like mess with my sister you'll see what's up like you know and everything so I I think that he'll definitely be there for her I would love to see everyone Layla included but um I just have this feeling that it's going to like divide a lot of the team and a lot of the school maybe um and maybe multiple colleges like this has the potential to really like we were saying like ripple effect like out um so you know, you just, who knows? We'll talk about it in predictions. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Um, there you go. This, this uh, <laughs> monumental storyline, I don't know. It was like, yeah, Layla and Jordan. Layla and Jordan. Ah! <laughs> it's so the funny. Le- the main event. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't even know how to, no, I do know how to start. I mean, I, like I said before, please. I'm gonna be unbearable because can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Not after this episode. Not after, Not this, after episode. this episode. I've been very vocal that I wrote a spec script, co-wrote a spec script with Carmen. And it's not, don't misunderstand me, audience, but it's like not, it's not like word for word adaptation, right? But it's like the the nuances of their relationship and, and some of the things that they were like arguing about and discussing. Very strange and surreal to see that on your screen when you wrote this months ago. It was like nine months ago before season four premiered. And so, can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> I don't want to hear. A, I don't want to hear it, I'm on a. I'm on a high. I will not come back down from this high because we're also getting Jordana. Me throughout. neither. It's just gonna get worse from here because they're going on a road trip next week. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we're getting all the tropes. And I'm Literally, here for it. just worse from here. Um, but we start off with them. I just wanted to do that little prelude uh, <laughs> for the people. But start Morning. off there. <laughs> Warning, exactly. Warning. <laughs> Start off uh, with Layla delivering Patience's release party invitations. The go- going back to us figuring out her her character flaw, even though Layla wasn't completely right, right? But it's the Patience is being a little bit lazy. Patience is being a little bit lazy in doing and completing the tasks that Layla is asking her to do for her release party. One of them included the invitations. Jordan, you know, as he was yelling at uh live you know there was that there was that like uh parallel scene of like layla coming down and they were actually the same scene uh yelling at patience for forgetting her guitar and that's sort of what catapults them into the into the studio anyway as they're in this studio and as they're dealing with 
viewing each other, uh, Jordan sort of accepting this treatment from Wade and Layla, uh, you know, being a bit of a task manager, <laughs> a taskmaster, I should say, uh, for patients, um, they, they're really riled up and they're really talking at each other and not to each other and complaining about simultaneously what they're going through. Um, and, you know, from there, they have these things where they're just like, I'm just tired of you talking about this. Layla says, this is the first, she was like, oh, I'm sure Liv had a good reason to write the story. Um, and then asks, here's where it starts, is that she like asked Jordan like why he lets Wade walk all over him. Um, and Jordan has his reply of like, you know, I just have to accept it. I have a lot to learn, da 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 da. Simone, Simone agrees with me. Simone wasn't here to, here to hear how he talked to you. Simone's too busy uh, taking trips to Chicago or, or Texas or wherever she went with Damon to be. To hear how Wade has been talking Weighing to you. in on this. Please. Yes. <laughs> and so they continue to argue. You just feel like the tension rising and rising and patience again talking about, or Layla's talking about patience and like, oh, she did this on purpose. I know that she like forgot her guitar on purpose. And Jordan goes, she's in a Bond villain, Layla. I love that. <laughs> like they didn't do it on purpose. And so anyway. So funny. Comes to a head, comes to a head. Again, getting back at the dialogue, I don't even know if I can summarize the scene because it was just so much. You know, we all know it. But what did you think of their fight overall? Let's go like with the the, the build up. Okay, uh, I mean, just generalize. I mean, it, a separate apart from, and I know that people hearing this who don't like Jordan and Layla are gonna not believe me, but I, I genuinely am objectively saying this, regardless of liking them as a romantic. You said there's no pairing. bias here. It is one of the best scenes of All American. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, like, I, honestly, and I know people are not going to believe me, but, like, if you want, you can go read my reviews of the show. I can be objective when I have to be, but, like, it, it is one of the strongest scenes of the entire series, mm-hmm. and that is an incredible thing because I don't think we can say that about especially a lot of Michael Evans' Belling scenes because he's great. I I personally love Jordan. I know a lot of people don't. I just found that out recently. But... <laughs> And he's, yeah. he's great at comedy, but he hasn't been given a lot of dramatic material to work with. And the commitment in this scene by both actors is absolutely phenomenal. Like we were talking about before, the flow of the scene, the beats of the scene, the things that were said, the motives for why they were said, the things unspoken. It all is so phenomenally well executed. I I mean, it could not have been uh, better, but um, I mean, it just all it just all flows together, you know, like the buildup and the fight itself. It, there's there's really no no break there. It just snowballs, you know, and um, I think that what I love about them is and, and OK, we're shifting to bias now and I can admit that, but I love that the two characters are not afraid to call each other out on absolutely anything. Um, and I think what that brings out in the opposite person is a really incredible thing. Um, the way that they are able to grow from the honesty and the, 
attention that each character pays to the other one is really interesting and impressive and captivating and compelling. And um, it's just, you know, I, I agree with that a lot of things that were said in that fight were uncalled for and hurtful, but I feel like we gotta let characters be messy we got i mean because isn't that more realistic if they were having this heated passionate argument in real life do you really think that nothing hurtful would be said like they'd be sitting there and be like well i it wouldn't have played as well and uh, they immediately walked it back and apologized to one another and immediately immediately because they i mean they're each other's one of each other's favorite people as you know uh jordan says (laughs) which is like the best cutest line ever But it's like, it's all coming from a place of passion. And I'm not saying that that's acceptable to, you know, call people names or whatever it may be. But it's like, we have to let characters make mistakes. We can't have this thing where characters always have to be perfect and say the perfect thing and be respectful all the time. We just can't. Television would be so boring and its characters would be so one note and flat and and there would never be any growth. So we have to let them mess up like that um, and kind of and sort of discover it in time or whatever it may be so I I like that I like the mess it's an important thing you know um and all of it all this I don't want to say all the anger but some of the anger is fueled I think from subconscious feelings that they're absolutely not ready to admit to themselves so yeah yeah no a thousand percent a thousand percent agree and like letting characters mess up and they are young like they're so young freshman age and college and so i mean yeah but definitely the the walls up pants down line has been a subject of a lot of discourse a lot of the discourse of uh, you ought to grow a pair uh, subject of a lot of discourse but again it's like it was um they didn't say it in the best way they didn't say it in the best way but and but you can't you can't paint a character by one it's like I feel like some people have this thing where the character says one bad thing and right. that's what defines the character. Whereas if you look at the scope of what their relationship has been last season and this season, he has been there for Layla when nothing no but one encouraging else has. <laughs> yes, like encouraging, patient, shows up, supportive. Uh, you know, like just there's been no other person on the show that has been there like that for her. Uh, Absolutely besides, not. you know, Liv, but they they were having some issues. You know what I mean? So it's like right if you have to you can't just take one bad thing that someone said because of a heated argument four words right yeah yeah the entire character and especially when you know like that's not first of all you know and this is subjective but it could be stemming from a little bit of jealousy I personally think that there and not that again that's not that that makes it okay but just like there's a lot of mixed feelings in there that are like that he's going through right now in a lot of different areas of his life that um you know you got you gotta let a character mess up as long as they realize how wrong it is and don't make the same mistake over and over again yes yes and as we said they quickly apologize i'm glad that you brought up jealousy because something and i've you were you were on you were on the spaces when I said it, but I was just, this is super early on. This was like what after episode twelve, but I said uh, quite a not necessarily controversial, but it was just it was a bold take. It was a bold take, and I said I think Layla is in love with Jordan right now because she did this thing in in episode twelve. Um, I still think Layla is in love with Jordan right now, and I 
in my opinion, have come to realize that I, I, I think that there is, I think that Layla's lying to us a little bit. I think that she is aware of some, like, of some of her feelings as well. Um, I, yeah, I mean, yes, I agree. Because I think that who is better than building walls than Layla? And think about what happened to her. And think about, you know, just even with her depression, but then also think about when she let Carrie in and when that whole debacle. I can't believe that storyline is coming back. I mean, I'm great that it, I'm grateful it's going to push them closer together, but I cannot believe we're bringing Carrie back. Um, but anyway, <laughs> side note. Hopefully but, she's not on then, screen, question mark. No. <laughs> right? Like, oh my God. And then, um, you know, even with Spencer and Liv and everything. And yeah, right. that was definitely a gray area, especially when it came to Liv. But I mean, Spencer definitely messed up there. And, um, you know, everything that she's gone through, I, you know, she's like, I'm not even going to touch that. I don't even right. want to think about feeling something for someone, but we, we don't get to decide what our right. feelings are. Right. And I mean, I think Jordan has, I, I don't want to say in love with because people will come for me, but <laughs> Because he, he is in love, but I am someone who believes that you can love two people at the same time. I mm. don't think that, you know, especially when things are changing and shifting in your life and you're changing and shifting. Um, so I think that he is also starting to become aware of some feelings and he is terrified. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And the reason I um, just made that like bold claim about Layla being in love and knowing a little bit of her feelings, even if she doesn't know she's in love, I definitely know, think that she knows that she has feelings for him. And it's because of what she said in, um, sounds like someone's jealous, like, but right, it never happened because then you'd have to grow up here. Like those types of things, even though it came out of anger, I was just like, that's yeah. so that's so interesting and that's so aware of the situation and it was sort of like got lost I, I think a little bit I mean like not really got lost but it's not as it's not as uh like what is it like quotable as like walls up pants down something but like it I was just like does does Layla know and so I've just been coming more around to this idea that yeah. she knows a little bit no, I think she does. And I think that she probably knows that it's not just her feelings, but maybe even his. I Because he right. is a little bit jealous, you know? That is where that, that horrible statement that he said kind of stems from. And yeah, and so it's like, no, I don't want to get that mixed up with this friendship, but you, your friendship means so much to me at the same time. And then there's the whole Simone of it all. So, um, But he's obviously, I mean, if you watch All American Homecoming, he's obviously aware that dinner scene between him and Simone and them drinking the water, like, so awkwardly. Like, right. he obviously knows that there's something, you know, to be, like, discreet, you know, like... Everyone yeah. is aware that yeah. things are changing. <laughs> Everyone is aware. Everyone is aware that things are changing. He mentions you know, that bit about Carrie and, and uh, just that, how that changed Layla. Um, and what I love about that, and we talked about this a, a little bit ago, is that they like immediately apologize. I like to call it like the nice Olympics. Would it like throwing out random quotes? Oh, you're a good guy. I didn't mean what I said. Like uh, all of this, it was just. They're very hilarious because it was just like went from and again just how great this episode was and how great that storyline was in particular is to go from this like very high passionate uh, uh angry a little bit frustrated uh fight to this like I don't know I just lost my confidence and like oh my god 
like you're a natural born leader, Jordan. Like all of these things, I just feel like, and we were talking about Michael and he did it incredible, I think in this scene. And I also think like Greta, just layers of Layla that I have never seen before. And I was super shocked by that because it's for what, in the fourth season? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we got to see some really good stuff from her um, in her depression storyline. So that's when mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this girl, like, has got range. She's just, you know, yeah. the Layla that we've known before that was just, like, this, like, kind of one-note character, but there's a lot more there, and this actor is, like, very impressive. Um, but at the same time, we haven't seen that since, you know, because she's, like, become this very, like, steady kind of snappy person to most people she's softer to jordan but she's not you know she isn't like all over the place like she wasn't that right so to see her like completely let go like that again and see that it's still there that like um i don't know like that chaotic energy uh that they can bring out in each other but i don't know when someone when you've had walls built up and somebody can make you feel things like that where your walls no longer work um I don't know. I think that that means something. But yeah, and then also, you know, Michael was just I've I've never seen him act that well in the show in the whole, and I don't think he's I think he's a great actor, but it's just like I've never seen a performance like that from him before. That was so good. Right. Right. No, I, I, again, I think that for both of them and I was I'm also a person who's a super fan of of Greta's performance in the in season 2 and the depression uh storyline arc. But I I don't know, it was just something about these specific scenes and some of the yeah. acting choices that I was just like I'm seeing shades of like I'm uh, I'm very vocally a fan of Greta's acting, but like I'm seeing shades of Greta's acting that I've never seen before, and I'm yeah. loving. It. No, me too. Yeah, and it's it's hard to see that and then see and I'm talking about the characters here, not the actors, because this is nothing. It's either of them, but like and then to go to All American Homecoming and see Jordan visit Simone, it just doesn't pack the same. No, it doesn't hit. It it wasn't hitting. It wasn't hitting. (laughs) You know, and I I have to believe that that's on purpose, you know, that every time that they meet together, you know, at Bringston, because she hasn't been home yet, like, they kind of feel more distant, and they're sort of, you know, less there, because they are slowly changing and growing apart, um, but still love each other a lot. Like, I would never deny that they they don't, but... um, When you're just... When it's juxtaposed like that, back-to-back, you're like, okay... You know, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't and I will, care and... that she went away with another guy. Like, I that, know. Didn't, that didn't oh bring out goodness. a little snippy snap in him, but and, and... Layla did. Like, come on. Literally, and I said that in the homecoming review. I was just like, well, we know he can still get angry, okay? We know he can still get angry. But the funny thing about that, I'll, I'll give, um, as we're giving props to, to, to Greta and, and Mike, Something that I loved about Jeffrey and Jeffrey and Homecoming was that the first sip of water that she took when she was just like, oh, how are things with Liv? Like you just felt the tension in that yeah. moment because she knew it wasn't Liv. She knew it wasn't Liv. And so just different things like that. And I'm really enjoying how all of the actors are playing, um, playing this dynamic. Yeah, no, I totally um, agree. You could tell that, like, she knew that there was going to be an answer that she didn't want to hear coming. Like, I don't know if she knew it was Layla or not. Like, I'm not, I can't be sure on that. But she knew that it was going to be that wasn't Liv, that was blank. So, right, exactly. you know, you see in her face, like, oh, this is not going to go well. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. 
yeah, I don't think I don't think she I don't think she anticipated Layla. Um, but that just her reaction to hearing that it was Layla was quite funny. Um, but yeah, it was, and again, yeah, just so so well done. And I again, I it was a nice contrast because you see, just I left this episode being like, yeah, like they're each other's person, like. You know, hearing Layla say, like, I wanted someone to be there just for me and thinking about how the writers have built up Jordan as being this person that's always checking in on her all the way back to, all, and I was going to say, like, all the way back to season two, thinking about the cotillion, but, like, all the way back from, like, season one, right, when he found out about Asher and Olivia. He was just like, how about I tell Layla? Like, and so just those little seeds of, of him always in the background sort of just looking out for her and again what we said like what they brought out of each other and the things that they needed to to hear um again this this is something else i wanted to add but like even the small things like layla mimicking jordan like we don't really hear layla mimic layla's very typically a very mature person and so layla getting to act her age and mimic jordan is just like it's really funny like I agree. It just unleashed all these different sides of them, you know, that they don't usually unleash. And so that's why it was so compelling to watch and be like, oh, my God, you know. Um, And then, you know, I think in the following episodes, we get to figure out maybe, you know, why that was, you know, and and they they get to figure out why and we get to watch them figure out why. I feel like we kind of all know why or most of us (laughs) assume why, I should say. (laughs) But um, we do assume. I feel like our assumptions are correct, but like we do I mean, assume. I agree. If even just looking from like a beat by beat uh, writer perspective, this I think we can. I mean, I feel like it's clear where the narrative is going here. But you know, I could be wrong. But I certainly hope that's where it goes. But we'll see. We'll I... go on this road trip. <laughs> yes, I hope. I hope it's. Uh, I hope it's that way too. And we, like, we can shift into shift into like. Uh, predictions, predictions. Um, last thing I'll say is that, like we mentioned, uh, she's gonna visit Carrie, and he dared her to actually. And that's what. As soon as he said after. that, I was like, "Oh, f- they're bringing Carrie back!" Like, like <laughs> as soon as he brought her up, I was like, no! "See, I was just like, I don't care. We're getting Jordan on a road trip." <laughs> I know that's the only. It, it makes up for it. It's fine. It makes up for. it. Um, but, and again, at the end, right, Layla pushing him to, to get, uh, recover his confidence a little bit. Uh, and he has that talk with Wade, which we mentioned. Thanks for listening to Film Study, an All-American podcast. Stay tuned for our predictions.